0: hey peace everybody this is your boy sugar ray host of the sugar ray show um we have a super special guest today uh a young woman who i met um just a couple of years ago maybe three years ago or so 2016 i believe uh winter almost 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 identical to the day um yeah. actually uh it was mid towards the end of december of 2016 and i met this young sister named marie um and i learned yeah. about taji mag actually i already had heard about taji mag um I seen a couple of pictures on Facebook, um, but oh, when, I, when I when I met you and um, you know got to you know f- you know be, befriend you on Facebook on social media and see more of what you was doing, I was blown away. Like, yo, this is this is this is what needs to be done. Like, this is everything, you know, showing our beauty, that. showing our greatness in um, art form. So, Nay, thanks again for agreeing to do this interview. Um,
1: Absolutely,
0: let's get right to it. Be- Yes, no problem. Um, let's get right to it. Name Marie mag At what point did you realize this is what you wanted to do? Um, celebrate and highlight Black beauty, Black culture, Black community through art.
1: Um. Well, I started out with photography first. Like photography is, is technically my day job um, as an entrepreneur and. Um. You know, in the beginning, just like, you know, a lot of business owners, we, you know, we think like, oh, I got to get that white money. But then I was looking and I was like, you know, my community is supporting me. So why wouldn't I put my attention back towards my community? Like I was looking at my client list and they all look like me. And I was like, Mm -hmm. so to me, that in and of itself broke the myth of, you know, um, black people don't support black businesses because I was like, they could have went and got their photos done by anybody, but they chose me. Um, And then the more I photographed my people, um, I wanted, I felt like we weren't being shown in the most beautiful, most positive, you know, um, the true essence of our, you know, black excellence. I felt like that wasn't really being portrayed. Like you could, you would get a glimpse, you know, a glimpse here and a glimpse there, but it wasn't like as present as it is now. Um, so that to me was like the motivating factor behind it because I felt like, you know, there were all these other so-called, you know, luxury brand, um, magazines and publications that when we were featured, it was, it felt like half done. It wasn't, you know, the same kind of effort that they would put towards, um, European people and whatever else so I felt like I wanted our people to see ourselves at you know in our best light as well like they get to see themselves in their best light we need to feel that same kind of energy um so that was the motivation behind um that in terms of my artistry I started the magazine um maybe a few months after um Mike Brown was executed in the street and um, at that time there was so much negativity in the news where everybody was essentially you know we, we couldn't turn on the news without seeing you know oh we're doing this and black people are angry or we're rioting and like like number one like we didn't have a right to riot like we didn't have a right to be mad you know um but I also felt like th- that's not it like, we're multi-dimensional people, so yep. yes, we can be angry, and we can, you know, celebrate us at the same time. So I felt like I wanted to create a publication that combined the work that I was doing with my artistry with all of these amazing Black-owned businesses that I was coming across, and all these people doing these amazing things.
0: Mm-hmm. Um,
1: because in uh, I think August of that year was when I had started the Black-Owned Business Collective group in Facebook, where I had learned about so many amazing black businesses you know I got tired of people saying oh I would shop black but you know I don't know of any and I'm like well go look like don't just make that excuse you know so I felt like part of cutting down that excuse was creating this group um and you know it works we're like maybe 19,000 members in now five minutes five years later um and so from the group um I then was like okay I'm gonna do the magazine and then that you know it there should have been a lot more planning behind doing the match. <laughs> but like um but just I got to idea go. and I'ma do it yeah you know sometimes, sometimes you gotta you go. just, you just gotta when the light is green you gotta put the, the metal to the puddle so yes. um but yeah you know it was it's one of the greatest um progressively learning experiences I think I've I've ever had because it wasn't and similarly to photography like when I jumped into photography I didn't go to school for it um, unless you count YouTube University but um, so it was the same thing with the magazine I didn't go to school for journalism I just was essentially taking what I knew about photography and applying it to the fact that I could write and combining the two knowing that i didn't want to write personally like long term which is why i'm so thankful for my contributors now like (laughs) like i I can't that was so much work like that first volume one obviously is is um light years away from what volume you know 21 is now but um that first volume was it was still a lot of work and i had i did it all myself like literally the, the writing the photography the picking out people and figuring out this that and the third so the editing um, everything yeah everything um i still do the layouts and everything myself but i'm 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 way more grateful to have submissions and contributors and you know where i can just do the layouts and i don't necessarily have to do the whole magazine put everything together but yeah. but that is essentially what community is you know everybody came yep. together and now um it's like it takes a village, you know. Like, okay, I had the baby. Yep, now what? Like, a- y'all gonna y'all leave a- y- me hanging? And the community was like, no, we got you. So very nice. Um, yeah, it's been a it's been a beautiful journey.
0: Very nice. What um I want to go back real quick because the, uh, what what got you into photography?
1: Oh. What made you want uh, to pick up
0: a camera and uh, take a picture? I
1: and started how- as a retoucher, um, okay. a photo retoucher, which essentially started from. I don't know what it, what I had to do, and, and maybe like I had a pimple on my face or something like that. <laughs> I was like, I gotta get this off so I could like send this picture in for something. I don't know. And um, my partner Will, who's a graphic designer and illustrator, yeah. was like um, just doing a Photoshop. You know, mad Blase fair. Blah, 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 like I knew what to do in Photoshop. Um, and so he showed me that, and then you know I I went to backtracking a little bit. Like in my background, I did go to. Um, I majored in art in high school, okay. um, but I didn't pursue that, like, after that in college or whatever. But I, I, I had always grown up, you know, drawing and being an artist and being a creative. Um, but that was more of a, a hobby thing after a while. Um, but then that kind of you know sparked the creative side of me again. So I was like taking my friends' pictures off of Facebook and doing all of these things with it. Mm. Also, shout out to them because when I look back at some of those photos, I'm like, Yo, y'all really made these things your profile pictures? Like, <laughs> love. But anyway. Um, but yeah, so it, was, it, it started out with that. And then, like, you know, me asking him, like, oh, well, how do I do this? And how do I do that? And him being like, all right, leave me alone and google it like (laughs) all the answers are on like the internet anything you want to know how to do somebody has a video that you know can teach you how to do it so I was like all right cool um so I started studying and um you know obviously putting a lot of practice into it and then I wasn't finding the right photos that I wanted for my portfolio um, for what, you know, I wanted it to look like. I, I wanted a, a higher magazine quality of image to show like, okay, well, this is the before and look at what I did for the after. But I wasn't finding like true quality before pictures that could really showcase my talent of what the after was. So I was like, man, I just took these pictures myself. myself. Wow. And I didn't realize there was a whole science behind photography. <laughs> um, but again, you know, back to the like you gotta I go. The YouTube. And I was like, all right, I'm gonna figure this out. Um, But I had my retouching background to help mask what I didn't know while I was learning photography. So I was really able to, like, hit the ground running where people didn't know that I didn't know what I was doing.
0: Nice. Wow.
1: Um, Yeah, so that that, that was, like, the great cover-up of, like, it's <laughs> like, like, like oh my god, your photos are so amazing blah, blah, blah. I was like, mm-hmm. yep,
0: <laughs> <laughs> yep, good looking.
1: <laughs> right, like you don't even know this photo was blue. Like, yeah, um, that was essentially oh. how I got into
0: it. Awesome, awesome, awesome. Um, so now fast forward back, Taj Mahal What, where did you pull the name from? So, so, so you you're you're doing photography, you're taking pictures, showing black people in this beautiful light. You decide, yo. Listen, um, I want to combine this and, 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 and do this thing. Where did the name Taji Mag come from? Taji.
1: Um, Taji means crown in Swahili, and Mag is just you know the shortened version of magazine. Hmm. Um, so it, Taji is that's how it was born. I was looking for something that um, spoke to um, me in the sense of regal and royal. And then something that still had that connection back to um, Africa. So I was looking up terms, and I was like, well, let me just search, you know, what certain words would be in Kiswahili. And Mm. Tazi stuck out to me, and I was like, I really like Crown. Um, It felt Mm. unisex so that, you know, men wouldn't be, um, feel left out, which I feel like often happens when we talk about, you know, beauty publications. Like, nah y'all beautiful too like <laughs> I get it we supposed to call y'all handsome and whatever but nah y'all beautiful too so yep. um yeah that was that was how the name came about I was just uh, I did that and that was quicker than any of the other things I had to do I was like a, a few you know name searches and like left it for an hour and was like no, nah, I don't like that when I came back to it come back to something else and, nah. and then Taji was like not at this like I didn't have to come nice. back to it I knew that that's what I wanted it to be
0: very nice so Taji Mag. It's an idea, it goes from idea to now it's a thing. What was that, what was the response like from the people who already knew you, from your clients, from your friends, from your family, people in the circle, what was the response like when you said, yo, listen, I got this magazine, Taji Mad, what's up? Well,
1: Everybody was really um, supportive. Even the people who were like a print mag in the digital era. Mm. Okay, you know, like no, no, there was, I don't really think anybody was like, not just don't do it. Um, okay. and, and more so because I think of the, the reasoning you know behind it um, Taji's initial like tagline was um, black beauty and culture so every like it, it resonated you know with everyone right. so they were like okay great and then when they saw um, the imagery and everything you know they were like this is amazing This it's on you know higher quality paper it's more like a, a specialty book than just a magazine which is yep. what I was going for anyway um and you know it it was and even so up until today you know nobody really says like that they don't support it like maybe they just don't do it but nobody says that like I don't I don't receive any um backlash about it in any kind of a way like I think they'll just be like you know oh like oh I don't I don't buy magazines or something like that but it's never been like a
0: a negative, like, oh, why would you do this? And I'm not supporting that kind of a thing. Very nice. Very nice. What, what, to to this day, what has been the highlight for you in um, Taji Mag in your artistry career, your art career? What has been one of the highlights? Some of the highlights. Point out some of the highlights. Um, Because a lot of times, you know, we focus on the struggle. We focus on the challenges. We focus on, you know, what we don't have. We focus on what's not going right um aside from because it sounds like the i mean one of the highlights that that i grasp is the support that you that you've been getting from your people but so mm-hmm. you no, know, yeah talk about some of those highlights some of those celebratory moments that that you've had over the uh, last couple of years
1: um one of the biggest moments was uh somebody said um like they didn't really like uh, appreciate or step into their blackness until they started reading the magazine. Wow. And I was like, Yeah, like that was that was deep for me. So that, if nothing else, made me was like, all right, no matter what, you gotta keep going. Cause you, you like this is this is one person who was able to tell it to me, but I don't know how many other people might feel that way, you know. Um, and then I've had people say, you know, like, oh I love even the Instagram page, they're like, Oh I love waking up, you know, in the morning and seeing the, you know, your post and things like that because i don't know i guess you know it motivates them towards their day and makes them feel um the best about themselves and about our people and and really that's the goal so um that was a major highlight um seeing my contributors like get into spaces and places that normally smaller publications can't get into so you know they've been able to interview at award shows and a lot of um uh, black people in, in industries that are, you know, really doing things. Um, nice. So that's been amazing to see. Um, and more so for them, because, like, I'm not, I've never been, a, like, even currently, I don't think we've really had, like, you know, major celebrity celebrities on the cover. So that's never been my thing. Um, but when I know that it makes them feel good and it makes them feel like, you know, they're getting into places where prior they might have been denied, um, then I know we're doing something right um, and we're going to keep moving forward so that we can keep, you know, kicking these doors open. Um, the other highlights has just been the fact that I've had some consistent contributors because, you know, a lot of things that we do, like you'll have somebody by your side one month and then they are gone the next month and yes. turnover can be really high, but I've <laughs> had a lot of people who were writing for the past maybe three or so years solidly. Um, Very nice. Yeah, so it's, just, it's really just been a beautiful journey. And then adding on, you know, um, more people to the roster, especially photographers, and now that I am no longer shooting the covers, so I'm nice. open for submissions to the public. Wow. Um, yeah, that's, it's been beautiful, like, really seeing people being like, oh, yeah, that's mine. Like, you know, they're cleaning the cover. So um, it makes me feel good that I've produced a product that people want to have their artistry featured in um, or their business featured in, or whatever, you know, whatever the case
0: may be, whatever it is that they're
1: doing, so, um,
0: yeah, well, I got a cover for you, well, I got a cover for you at some point in 2020, I don't know exactly what month, but, um, when I win the city council race, uh,
1: I'm saying, (laughs) I think
0: that'll that'll be a pretty dope cover, I mean, the change that we need, together we rise, I'm just throwing it out there, sister, you know, I mean, we'll see what happens when the time comes, but. Um, no, I really respect your magazine. Like, I really love the imagery. Um, and I love know, the fact you that know. you have, because one thing you mentioned that is key, most times when we speak about beauty publications, is all women, right? Mm-hmm. And not only is it all women, in mainstream, is all light-skinned women. So the fact right. that I've seen beautiful, right. dark-skinned women, beautiful, dark-skinned women who may not fit societal's stereotypical idea of beauty, of magazine cover beauty, on the cover, yep. and I've seen black men on the cover, and not black mm-hmm. men, um, effeminized, but masculine black men, warrior king black mm-hmm. men type, right? Like, yep. I love that. Um, talk a little bit about, like, I mean, I'm sure that that's intentional.
1: Oh, 100%. Right? And it's kind of a- bad now where I have to make sure that I'm not being, like, biased towards, hmm. you know, the, the lighter side of our community, because I peeked okay. and I was like, damn, the last, like, nine <laughs> covers, you know? <laughs> but, um,. <laughs> But I mean, hey, like, you know, this is, they're deserving. And honestly, a lot of that comes from, um, in the photography world, so many people say like, um, you know, oh, it's harder to shoot uh, darker skin, it's harder to edit darker skin. And I'm like, that's BS. It's easier because all the, the shadows and everything show up. So I don't understand, like, maybe you can't color correct it properly, but literally shooting it and lighting it is, to me, 10 times easier. Yeah. Um and even editing it, I feel like I don't know. That's that's like a whole nother show in another self. But <laughs> um so I feel like part of there's a part of me that wants to consistently keep proving that wrong. Like if I keep doing all of these photo shoots with um more, you know, richly melanated people, then you can't keep throwing this out there. That that all you're doing to me is showing where, you know, you fall short. If you're finding a problem shooting um, darker skinned people, you know, so, yeah, and and I feel like, um, often, uh, one of the main things that I work on is the communication between black men and black women, Mm, um, where, yeah, it's not always, you know, bickering or this person did bad or this person's cheating or this person, you know, stole money and you know went and slept with this person like it's no like okay this stuff happened yes but we also need to be able to break down and have communications about why people are doing these things because it's not just that oh this person you know um went off and left their family and whatever whatever it's like well why what what was that person going through that made them make this decision you know and that's not to excuse it but it's to help that person heal so yep. that they can then come and be a whole person for whatever their next situation is so yep. instead of you know how we say like oh you know this guy was with her and now he damaged her and then she gonna go and she gonna damage him and then he gonna go and he gonna damage her like, break the cycle
0: cycle. Yep.
1: yeah you know break the cycle let's let's heal like okay let's whatever that situation had happened that may have happened to you that sucks so let's heal, so that you can come together and one realize whatever it was in that situation. Because sometimes you do keep attracting the yep. same, you know, type of person. So realizing that, okay, wait, nope, this is the kind of situation I dealt with before. I'm trying to break the cycle. I'm gonna do better. Um, <clears throat> excuse me, and having these conversations. So that's another reason why I like to put us together on um certain covers just to show that unity so it's not always you know where we're at odds or where we're fighting each other um and because and then you know the, the media especially with tv they're going to show that 24 7 in a yep. week. um and if we're not being active about reclaiming our narratives and our imagery which is actually doggy's tagline now yeah. um then we're not going to see it you know we're just going to get whatever and it's and people always feel like oh these things are fueled by you know let's say a Mona Scott who's black but Mona Scott is being fueled by some European in the boardroom yep so she just so happens to be the person that's, that's keeping the wheel spinning but they're the ones who, say, who are saying no this is what we want playing on our TV because they have the choice as it being their station to play something else so yep. they're specifically choosing to play this so for that reason I'm specifically choosing to display this on my magazine
0: Excellent, excellent, excellent It has to be um, I think we have to um, So many times So many of us uh, We're so angry and pissed at, at, at society and at the system Right, right. The system um, That we want to destroy it Forgetting that If we build something That is strong enough Eventually that will fade away Eventually our people If we build something strong enough That's beautiful enough That's attractive enough Eventually our people Will move away from Those other things From those other people That have us engulfed right exactly. and, that has a, and track so I like to focus on the building yeah there has to be some aspect of actually destroying and tearing down but let's not forget that if you tear everything down the what do you have no one is building
1: exactly exactly right?
0: um 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 do you have a favorite issue do you have a favorite value and if mm. so if so do you have a favorite or not if so but in addition to do you have a favorite um individual that you worked with or a favorite shoot that you've done um in your tenure so far with Taji Mag
1: uh, I would say, mm, let's see. Okay, well, my favorite
0: Everybody got issue, a favorite.
1: Yeah, is, is probably volume 20. Okay. Um, just because Why? that one to me was, for me personally, and what I wanted to see the magazine um, fully be in my mind, it, it actually came to fruition. Nice. So from the cover through the content... I feel, and, and volume twenty had um, fifty pages instead of the normal thirty something. So that's technically nice. our it's our our five year big book edition. You know because we hit twenty volumes. Nice, um,
0: congratulations.
1: Yeah, thank you. So I feel like in, in that sense, <clears throat> excuse me, in that sense, that's my favorite cover or my favorite issue. Um <clears throat> hmm. Let me think. I don't think I have Excuse <laughs> me. a favorite shoot
0: though okay. I mean you got yeah, some dope no. stuff I mean I'm sure it's hard to it's hard to you got some you got some fire
1: thank true you story. I appreciate that
0: <laughs> true story so you don't think you have a favorite favorite shoot no
1: no okay. I don't even okay. think I want to pick a favorite shoot I, I feel you, like, yeah. <laughs> you should. I think, like, they're all kind of special to me
0: in some way, shape, or form. So, like, I don't, I don't even think I want to pick a favorite shoe. Absolutely. Um, I, w- I want to go back to, um, um, you know, you said you intentionally like to, in some covers, in some editions, place black men and black women together to show the mm-hmm. unity. Um, now, I want to trans- trans- transition a little bit to... Separate from you, community, our black community in general. What do you think is the number one thing, or a couple of things, that is hindering black men and black women from actually uniting? What we need to do to overcome those things?
1: Well, I think a lot of it is where we're we're in a society that is already scarce, so. we're struggling with our you know our regular day-to-day whatever it is whether that's finances whether that's you know um your mental stability whether you're you're suffering with depression whether you hate your 9 to 5 you can not stand you know whatever the situation is with your family whatever it is I feel like we're all fighting something and then it's easiest to take it out on um our mates and or the opposite sex so instead of it being like and then you know we um, we make it easier to to fight each other with social media Mm -hmm. um, where you know it could be a regular conversation like we could be talking about how beautiful the sky is and then all of a sudden you know there's like name calling and and mud throwing Um, but honestly I just feel like you know it's it's our everyday that makes it difficult for us to um, talk and communicate with each other
0: very real very real um i mean so what are some methods you know if you had to suggest give some tips on um you know some ways that we can uh heal together um what are some things that we need to do to move forward in our relationship to truly build black community um today right now
1: well i think first off we need to start um I think we need to start um, actually listening to each other and not listening to just respond. Um, because I feel like that's, you know, we'll be having a conversation and if somebody thinks they're right. They're, their main goal is just to prove that they're right and the other person is wrong. Instead of trying to come to, you know, a common conclusion or, or at least find some middle ground to say, you know, Okay, well, we may not necessarily disagree, but at least we can come and meet each other here, or, or at least be respectful about it. You know, that's the key. I feel like we're yeah, we're we're coming at each other um, like we don't care about each other, and that's yep. that's a part of a good problem. Like um, when you when somebody is technically a stranger to you, you will basically you know call them names and yell at them in ways that you don't care. Versus you might take a different approach with someone, you know. That you know like it, you might not be as quick to just be like oh F you and this that nah, 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 and you stink and you don't know nothing and blah 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 and you must like especially with the passive aggressive um, stuff so um, but I definitely think um, listening to communicate I think attending um, community conversations where um, these discussions are being held is important because um, then you essentially can be face-to-face with each other and start actually listening and hearing each other's perspectives because sometimes you might not know how hard it is um, for this type of person and whatever they're going through in their life, which resembles, you know, what your mother is going through, whatever, whatever, without being in the room and seeing the emotion yeah. that this person has of, of what they're going through and being able to talk with them about it the more we speak with each other the more human we become to each other and the less we treat each other like you know so robotically where it's like i can just curse you out because i don't care about you you know it's like if you you driving in, in your car and somebody cuts you off and you're just yelling and screaming at the person well, but that's because you have no emotion towards them you're just mad that they cut you off yeah. But maybe if you knew that the person in the passenger seat was pregnant and they were trying to rush to get them to the hospital, you know, like you never know, my point is you never know what the situation is or what this person is going through that's creating them to react in this way. And uh, granted, we also have to be mindful of ourselves. You can't just take on, you know, everybody's negative energy and try to heal everybody. You have to have your safe space too. But I think finding you know those balances are um the important keys to communication within our community like and if you know you're not in the right headspace that's cool go home <laughs> like don't that's you fair. know don't engage like because all you're going to do is make it worse for yourself and then for potentially the people who might be actually trying to listen and get that healing but if you're there when you're ready and you're willing to learn and like openly speak then let's do that And I think we also need to remove a lot of the stereotypes that uh, we've placed on each other, especially old stereotypes that have been passed down from, like, generations that that aren't even necessarily applicable in today's age.
0: Definitely, definitely. I mean, if you could share, what are some of those stereotypes?
1: Like, people feel like, um, like drugs. They don't affect our community in the same way that they used to. They do affect our mm-hmm. community but not in the same way like we're not living in the same drug epidemic that the 70s experienced you know ours is different if anything the one of the main things that people smoke now is marijuana which I'm cool with you want to smoke weed by all means like weed is a plant it's not cocaine you yeah. know so when, I hate well, when people is, try to well, some
0: people, some people would tell you cocaine is a plant too
1: mm, no <laughs> it might start that way. <laughs> what it turns into is not that. Absolutely. Um, but it I feel like, you know, when people are like, "Oh, you know, uh they, the way how they talk about drugs is as if drugs are affecting us in the same way that it affected us in the 70s." And it's like are there still will you still catch somebody out in the corner with the dope feeling? Absolutely. Is it a whole twelve blocks of it like it used to be? No. You might have your little sections here and there in the community, but it's not as, you know, vast as it used to be. Um, other stereotypes are that black men don't take care of their kids. I cannot stand hearing that. I Gee, know way too many good. black men way who too do. many. Way too many. Um and then and a part of that also stems from being uh, upset that you're not still in a relationship with this person. So mm. then not realizing that you're the one kind of holding the kids from them for that reason and then saying they're not taking care of their kids now obviously again this doesn't apply to everybody are there deadbeats 100% but -hmm. to say that it's the same as it was before you know um no it's not the same uh people and and the concept of co-parenting is way more popular now than it might have been previously absolutely so I feel like, you know, the more we learn and grow and find um, spaces to, you know, create these these livelihoods that are, are best for us and our children, that's what we need to really be focusing on. Like, okay, so here's a problem. All right, how do we find this solution that works for everybody? You know, like, okay, so now I need you to pull your feelings out of this because this isn't about you. It's about the children. So you can't be mad that she got a new husband, you can't be mad that he has a new wife. Like, y'all need to do whatever you have to for the children. And honestly, all what it should now be for y'all, if you all, you know, both parents have gone on to their own respective relationships, are now raising these children together. Not just, it's not even just the one parent, the, the biological parents. It's the what we call the bonus parents, too. So, um, but really just creating, you know, space for all of that and I feel like with us being multidimensional people we always tend to focus on the one thing and you know Mm -hmm. it's like when people say like oh you can't walk and shoot guns it's like well I (laughs) could skip down the street or whatever you know you could do multiple things at one time
0: yeah definitely definitely definitely
1: greetings this is Nay Marie founder and editor of Taji Mag your black culture publication Taji offers our readers quality advice to assist them economically, healthy options to maintain a happy lifestyle, think pieces to test the societal norms that are not meant for us, black love convo to increase the self-love and communal love in all aspects, and beauty and fashion inspiration to sustain the legacy of our black artistry. Check us out at tajimag.com and on all social media at Taji Magazine. That's T-A-J-I-M-A-G-A-Z-I-N-E. Peace and blessings.
0: You mentioned children, right? You mentioned children and, um, you know, how important it is to focus on the children. What do you think is, speaking about, you know, today, right now, 2019, moving into 2020, what do you think uh, one or two of the key things that we as a community, as a village, need to be instilling, need to be showing and teaching our children?
1: Um, We need to be instilling self-love and we need to be instilling uh, ownership. Mm. And ownership is an across-the-board thing. Taking ownership for your actions, but also owning property, owning businesses, um, being community-minded, focused, and driven. Because I feel like when you're raised in that, um, it's it's second nature. So you yeah, like a lot of like me included, me and my friends, we had to learn this and take it on versus you know being raised in it and yeah. when I see my friends who are in it, I'm like they already have <clears throat> such a higher sense of community that you know they're light years beyond in terms of being able to help and make actual progress because you sure. grew up in this so when this is your focus and this is what you've already been thinking about from being a child because when we're children is when we have generally the, the most wildest imaginations and then those yep. imaginations tend to be you know either um completely dismantled by adults or formed into whatever the adults think that the child should be thinking so but if you're from a young child thinking about all of these beautiful and amazing things that you could do for your community if you think about you know when we see these things like the kids who um you know uh, start shelters and want to donate clothes for other kids who don't have at school like kids have that compassion for each other regardless of race Um, or gender or anything else that like kids are literally the embodiment of being a human for another human um so they tend to to have all of these wild things where if an adult then fosters that dream for them it can turn into the biggest thing possible but generally you know we're like oh i want i want my child to make money and i want them to be you know a doctor or a lawyer or CEO whatever whatever and I'm like yeah that's great (laughs) we need doctors and you know we need lawyers but we need more than that too
0: way more Uh, everybody
1: can't just be a doctor and a lawyer especially if we're talking about black business and community we need you know manufacturers and infrastructure and tech and you know all of these other things yeah you know things that we're not um the leaders of where we don't have these these things for our own community so many times people will be like oh you know well what's the black business that you wish existed and then people laugh but I'll be like "Yo, I wish there was a black owned business that just made jeans yeah. we don't have a black business that just makes denim pants yo, but denim have, pants are one yo. of the most commonly worn things
0: you know, I to I haven't. I haven't. I, I, the last couple of pages I bought, I bought from a thrift store because I refuse to buy any other place that's not black. So I'm like, if I'm gonna buy, rather spend as less as least money as possible.
1: Exactly. When jeans from somebody and else. And so it's um, and just like, but like you know, and, and the other thing with our community too is we feel like everything has to be fancy and it has to be designed yeah. and it has to be branded. Like, no, I want some no name. Yep. Well, you know, whatever the little the black name is, so that I can promote it and tell people. Yep. But I don't need it going all the way down the side of my leg. Like I just want jeans. <laughs> if you ask me where I got them from, because they okay. fit me nicely, I'm gonna say this black person over here. Yep. You know, and so it, and, and that's across the board for for everything. If you think about e and everything that we touch, like is there a black owned, you know, scissor manufacturer? Um, you know, there's somebody who, who makes bowls that aren't artisan, you know, like, can I get $5 bowls because maybe this person that I'm trying to, you know, get to buy bowls doesn't have $50 to pay per bowl. Yes, your bowl is beautiful, but they're not your target market. I need them to be able to feed their kids and, to, and still buy black. True story. So, um, what? that No, go ahead. I just want to say I feel like that—that's one of the, you know the important things. Like we, we tend to stick to the things that we know. Like I could point you in the direction of a thousand soap makers, but I could only tell you like two or three people who make toilet paper.
0: Wow, true story. True story. Um, I was—I was about to ask, what do you—what do you attribute? Um, you mentioned something, right? Uh, a bowl. Right, $5 bowls if you know working parent whether well, it's one or two parents right they got children they got a family they got married responsibility they don't want to buy a $50 bowl for the bowl just to feed your children especially if it potentially is going to break
1: right <laughs> especially if
0: they're children <laughs> <laughs> especially their children why do you think we do that you know um, charge those prices like we say you'll buy black but sometimes I mean I've seen some of us charge higher prices because we think that you know we're black and so it's high quality, I mean, I just I want to get your perspective on that
1: Well, that's twofold, right? So there's, there's a difference between um, luxury which, if that's your target market, that's your target market, right? Mm-hmm. Go get your coin but the other side of that is if I am if I am a soap maker, right, and I'm trying to charge you know, make my, my lavender oatmeal soap or whatever it is and I'm trying to make it as um, accessible as possible and keep up, you know, with what the the target price might be in my market for uh, lavender, oatmeal, soap. But we don't have the manufacturing, right? Which Mm -hmm. is the same thing that I was going, going back to what I was saying before, the things that we need to help us. So we don't have the funds to buy things in super duper bulk, which would then make it less expensive for us, which then makes it less expensive for our consumers. And we also don't have that network and those connections Where, um, like other communities do because they're already, you know, making sure that um, when they're buying, you know, their supplies and things that they need for their businesses, they're getting it from people who look like them, which is keeping the dollar, which means now this person is able to charge a little bit less because they're making more money. So they don't have to charge as much just to even, you know, pay their rent and keep the lights on and whatever the case may be. So I feel like when people are like, oh, why would I buy, you know, a seven-dollar soap from such and such, when I can get a two-dollar soap from um, this big box brand store, and I'm like, well, if you keep buying, <clears throat> excuse me, this seven-dollar soap, and this person has enough, you know, where now they've made enough that they can buy in bulk for their supplies, yep. they can start cutting down on the price and right. you know making it more affordable. Where even it can reach even more people, but we generally don't allow us to get there (laughs) we're always still just buying you know um, just enough that the person can stay in business just enough that they can feed their family and keep their lights on but it's never enough where um,
0: they can level up
1: yeah right and then people are like oh but you can get loans and you can do this I'm like you gotta pay a loan back
0: yeah (laughs) a loan
1: isn't free money Yeah. and applying for a grant is like a needle in a haystack
0: Yeah, most people ain't doing that.
1: Right. So, um, and even then, if you don't know how to even properly write to apply for a grant, then that's almost like a waste of your time and resources that you could have been using to make more soap.
0: (laughs) True story. (laughs) True story. Thank you for that. Um, uh, Let me ask you, who, who inspires you? Who are you inspired by? Who are you inspired by living and who are you inspired by that is no longer here with us?
1: Mm. Okay, so um, two of my top that I usually go to are Asada Shakur, Asada Shakur mm. and Malcolm X. Um, <laughs> Fire. Uh, gotta. <laughs> <so> <laughs>
0: Yo, but you just yeah, put that in my head, like, in my head uh, right now, Those, the, both of those voices right now are yeah, in my head, it was just fire coming out, it's um, just like, go ahead.
1: And then, um, in recent time, like, those, those have been, like, the, um, Malcolm X was, like, the, from when I was young, like, when everybody was talking about Martin Luther King, I was always like, yeah, but what about Malcolm X? So that was, like, from a child, and then, um... I would say a little bit of high school, but more so in college was when I, I really got into the Um And then post that, when I kind of like, like I said, I didn't, I didn't grow up in this. You know, I had to do a lot of the research and the reading myself. And then when that came about, um, it was a lot of Marcus Garvey. So I would, I would probably say those three in terms of the support from my community and. Um, the leveling up of my community have been the three who like when I read about them it really like puts a fire in me to be like alright you, you sitting up here reading this book and now we need to do something you know okay, like
0: definitely. making Action. sure that
1: I'm not being yeah I'm not just being lazy or passive or speaking about it is great because you know other people need to hear these words and the words will spark them to do you know whatever just like the same way I, I read the book and the book sparks me Somebody yeah. hearing me speak about it might spark them but if I'm not also putting that action behind it, then there isn't real progress. Yep.
0: True story. Um, and who, 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 um, where, if, if there's a, a person in your particular field who inspires you, who would that be?
1: Mm, I can't say, um.
0: I'm or there's a person that you would like or there's a person or a company that you would like to work with
1: I haven't done the research to say but I will okay. say that I was inspired by um, the Ebony, the Jets and the essences of the past like okay. what, what used to be you know when you growing up and you see the magazine come in the mail at your house or at the grandparents house or whatever that to me I, I wanted that feeling back of opening up a magazine and seeing, you know, all black faces all doing something amazing. And uh, granted, I felt like in current day, a lot of it became um, more celebrity only focused or like you had to be really doing something, you know, amazing and and extravagant. Like, I felt like it's rare that they highlight, you know, um, startups or people, you know, where that platform helps them you know elevate in some manner which is um things that I try to be mindful and still include um, often for Taji um because you know people are able to use that on you know their website now now they have press that they can put and say hey you were featured in this and it it kind of gives you know like a stamp of validation or some type of approval of their business in the eyes of other people um but seeing, seeing those publications um I felt like I wanted that same feeling. Like, I wanted our children to have that same feeling that I had when I saw those publications.
0: Wow. That's powerful. Because imagery matters.
1: Yeah, 100%. If if you don't see yourself, sometimes... Sometimes it's the only thing you can see is your environment. If you don't see outside of that, then you don't think anything outside of that exists. Wow. So, if, if all I see, you know, happens to be... Uh, the stereotypes, then I think that that's it. I'm just going to grow up and be the stereotype. And yep. if I see, you know, pe- like people got mad at um, the Cosby show because they said it wasn't attainable and Black people didn't live middle class lives. Like, there wasn't a, a doctor and a an lawyer. <laughs> but I was like, okay, even if there wasn't, how many people, like, I went to Howard because of a different wow. world. Two <laughs> told me so- that there was an all-Black school with all-Black people. And I was like, well, I'm going. <laughs> Wow. I don't want to go to these other schools, you know. Right. So sometimes you have to see it to to know that um, it's, it's, it's out possible there and that and possible. that you can be a part right. of it, right?
0: Absolutely. Even even if seeing it is, um, even if you're seeing uh, fiction,
1: exactly, right, um, it still exactly. puts this thought
0: in your mind that whoa, this is dope. This is something I would like to achieve or attain one day, which then makes you put forth the effort. Um, exactly. So yeah, no, How I, many I get kids Now,
1: want to go to Africa because of Black Panther.
0: Black Panther know a lot. Wakanda Time. is fake as hell,
1: but all yep. of
0: these kids now want to go to real Africa. Yep. Yep. And not only do they want to go to Africa, they really uh um want to be connected to black people.
1: Exactly. Right? And they
0: really want exactly. to I've met I've met young people after watching Black Panther um like there was a young girl who mixed race, right? Mother's black, mm-hmm. father's white, on uh, watching Black Panther like she And she in our summer camp. She didn't. uh, She had big hair, big hair, big beautiful curly hair. So she didn't like it. Didn't like her hair, and it hurt me. Um, But I remember speaking to her mom after Black Panther came. I said she really started to embrace. I was like, Yo, we are. We're dope. We're dope. We're great. We're beautiful. In spite of things that we might not like about ourselves. But even you know, obviously as a little girl, the next step is finding where, where that comes from. But in spite of right. you not liking that about yourself for whatever reason, you're still dope. You're still great. You're still mm-hmm. right. So that's what these um, shows, movies, cartoons that are not real have done for so many exactly. people. Exactly. Um, 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 wow, this is so powerful. It's so great. Thank you so much. You're such a great. Uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, and I knew this interview will be great because <clears throat> um, not only are you a lover of black people through your um, through your art right in your 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 career but even through your conversation on social media. Right. And so um I knew that, you know, this this would be a great conversation, an empowering conversation, not only for me as a um as a, as both as a as a host but also as a lover of art as a lover of our people and as a listener and supporter right. of yours. Um but also for the audience. Um memory Marie, Taiji Mag, twenty twenty, right around the corner, what you got coming up? Hello.
1: Oh, um Well, like I said, one of the the biggest things for me was um, relinquishing the cover. So, I'm looking forward to seeing um, what these submissions look like. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Are you nervous? No, actually, I'm not. I'm I'm like, I'm kind of anxious. Like, you know, people are like, okay, we did our photo shoots. And I'm like, give me the photos. You know, I know. It takes time. And you got to edit. And you got to, you know, do your own, like. I'm an artist and my perfectionist. Whatever, whatever. And I'm like me yeah. hey, the photos. I want to see. Um, <laughs> so I'm, I'm excited. Um, I'm excited about that. Um, we are um, doing a lot of uh, joint projects, like uh, a fashion show, a fashion week. I'm sorry, in uh, Ghana with I um, say Vision, I say mm-hmm. Vision uh, Fashion Week, and. So there's that. We have a lot of um, dope events coming up. Our release event that happens quarterly has now been fused with um, Melanating's Black Love Quest event, um, which is now the situation. And we had our first one yes. when we did the five-year anniversary. Yes, yes. Um, and that was really, really dope. So we look forward to continuing that every quarter at Nicholas Brooklyn. Um, we've partnered with Lock Living to do um, Lots and Lyrics. So, uh, which is basically, uh, open mic, live performances, um, vendors, and we've been traveling around, um, the country doing that, uh, I think the next one is January 19th in Atlanta, um, yeah, so there's, there's a lot of, uh, dope things on the horizon. I look forward to, um welcoming more contributors we look forward to you know um having more of a a presence with our website we have really really like amazing articles on our website that I feel like people don't even take full advantage of um Mm. it's not even like just like you know people are so focused on like the magazine that they're not realizing like content is being released regularly on the website that's like phenomenal and things like when I said my contributors are busting through doors then they're writing about it and they're putting on the website like we're not waiting and holding yeah. out, you know, for the quarterly mag to, to talk about these things. So, um, I look forward to more of that. Um, and then, like you know, a lot of people have just been reaching out, and you know, um, doing a lot of partnering with things. So, you know, some stuff I can't talk about yet. Oh, so, absolutely, absolutely, but yes, yeah, it's, it's already it's already a, a lot moving. So, you nice. know, I look forward to um, continued growth.
0: Very nice, very nice. Um. I want to ask a question. I want to go back to, name Marie as a little girl. Did you mm-hmm. see yourself doing no. this? <laughs>
1: Absolutely not.
0: How far? Um, how far? How far are you from that dream that the little girl had? I mean, or how close I, are you?
1: Well, well, okay. I can't say I'm too far because when I was when I was young, I, I always said I wanted to work for myself. I didn't even know what that meant, but I, I was like. <laughs> It was kind of like the more so the like, don't tell me what to do. And I don't want to have a boss kind of a thing. Um, so I'm going to work for myself. And I thought I was going to have a hair salon because I did braid hair and that was how I made money going through college and, um, that type of thing But then, you know, when you, um, you get out into what we quote unquote call the real world and you're like, okay, well I have to make money to, you know, pay for my apartment. Like I moved out when I was 17 and I went to college. Um, and then for two years, I went to Howard when I came back to New York at maybe four or five months later, I was like, all right, I'm getting my own apartment. Like I didn't, (laughs) there was no staying at home long. So once you're in that kind of a situation, there wasn't a, uh, entrepreneurial plan. It was get a job and make sure you could pay your rent kind of a thing. And so the dream of what I was going to be wasn't clear until, um, years later I got laid off from downsizing and I was like alright I'm never doing that again like that was that was cool but I don't I don't want my life to be controlled by somebody else because you're not going to cut off my income if my income is being cut it's because I didn't put in the work not because you felt like I wasn't valuable enough when I was <laughs> you
0: know story.
1: so yeah I was like alright but no, def- it, it's not far-fetched in the sense of <laughs> I kind of um, or I always had that like innate I want to work for myself type thing without even really knowing what that meant. But the mm-hmm. what I was going to do no, I this is this is something that kind of You um, created as you went. Yeah it, it, it was like a snowball kind of a thing as it was happening. It wasn't like, oh yeah, this is what I'm going to do and I'm going to study and I'm going to learn. No. I didn't go to school for any of this. Um, I I took tidbits from what I learned in school but really I could have used that money and started this thing up the right way instead of (laughs) (laughs) paying them you know years and years and years after I wasn't even going there anymore Um, but I will say uh, the benefits of Howard's networking um, yep 100% like to this like when I when I was saying I was looking at my client list I realized that half of my clients were my friends from Howard you know who now had families or had businesses and needed headshots or whatever the case was you know they were coming to me. excuse me they were coming to me um and then the other half of it was uh, referrals from from other things and I was just like nah, I gotta focus on my community and then you know the, the more you study and the more you learn and the more you look at like how our people are being treated as a whole the more you like target and focus and try to do everything that we can to, to heal us and, um, and not, not to be, because I feel like a lot of times people are like, oh, we need to, you know, come together and grow to be like these other communities. And it's like, in a sense, do I want us to have that, that same union as these other communities have? Absolutely. But I don't want us to come together in blackness that, that mirrors whiteness because wow. what they do is not meant for us like we are above and, levels above and beyond um, anything that, that they've ever really thought of 90% okay. of the things that were invented were invented by black people absolutely. and even the things that they claim that they have patents for they stole from people who That's they enslaved absolutely. so there's no way you're going to sit here and convince me that I should be mirroring what they're doing Wow. Like that's that doesn't make sense. Why would I copy the people who are copying me? That's like I'm (laughs) I'm a model myself after a Kardashian. This all of them like like, black women. Like that doesn't make any sense to me. Why would I do that?
0: Ridiculous. Wow. Um, so self love. Self love, self acceptance, self reliance, um, self determination. Self reliance. Yes. Right, those are you would say that those are key to our liberation and that's it it's it's all on us I agree 100% Um, I understand why I think it's important to understand society understand what has transpired to leaders here understand um, you know how these different um, institutions you know housing Mm -hmm. you know economic education health um, impact us but also understanding that we are the innovators and creators. and so if something's impacting us negatively, instead of begging that, that institutions to change when we know that they are headed, operated, funded um, by people who want to see us compromise, then
1: right. let's right. just
0: turn that energy back to self into building and developing our own institutions, exactly. our own schools, our own health programs, our own media companies, our own you know, um, whatever, whatever system it is, get our own, you know, and and making
1: sure we're using that power to help, you know, lift each other because it's it's pointless if you get in these positions of power and then you're still pandering the whiteness like that, that defeats the purpose of, of us having it. If you're not, if if we're not helping each other grow and build and become stronger, then, you know, it's just like, another one bites the dust kind of a thing.
0: That's a whole nother topic for a whole we nother show. Here, so we can go in. We've been here for four in.
1: years talking about that. No,
0: for real. Um, But I want to Um, you've done a lot. you got a lot going on now, and you got a lot coming up. What are some words of wisdom, some words of empowerment, some words of inspiration to uh, another little young black girl um, or another little young black boy or black man or black woman, for that matter, who uh, who is out there, who... May not know exactly where they are, where they're going, or what they want to do. Um, what words do you have for them?
1: Uh, the first thing is, is, you're valid. Like I feel like we we have these um, feelings and emotions that we're not enough, and or you know that we don't matter, or that nobody cares about us. And sometimes you're just you just happen to be in a situation where you're not you know around like, like you haven't found your tribe yet you haven't found the people who are, are going to love you unconditionally so sometimes we just have to keep moving forward through you know whatever the, the smoke or the fog is um, until we can get into that light until we can get to those you know the people who are going to uplift us and care for us the most um, and then the other thing is, is um, hone your talents whatever they are even if it's something that you you may not necessarily see yourself doing for forever you never know when something comes in handy um just like I always think back to that that interview where Jamie Foxx was saying you know how um he was annoyed that you know his his grandmother like giving him making sure he was taking piano lessons you know he wanted to like go out and play or whatever but then he got the role to do this you know and then he was um, he played football, and then now that was used in this role to do this, you know, like, you never know when your talents are going to come in handy, wow. the more you sharpen your skills, um, the better are you know, the better you can use them for whatever, even if it's just survival, like, let's say if, if you can sing, but singing isn't necessarily your passion, but singing gets you, you know, into the door of, like, I don't know, music producing, or, or creating scores for movies, or whatever it is, you know, um, you never know when this, this one little thing, this one little seed is gonna sprout into this, you know, big giant sunflower. So um just just keep it keep it pushing. I feel mm-hmm. like oftentimes it's it's hard for us to do that because, you know, when you especially when we have constant images of us being shot down and locked up and smacked around and injustice and this person clearly busts into my house and shot me and claimed it was theirs but now we're supposed to feel sorry for them you know like things that just logically don't make sense especially to children who are very black and white logical beings they're like but if you said this is this then why is this this and if yeah. you don't have these valid answers for children they're gonna be like no that mm-mm. like make it clear and make it clean so um, I feel like often this, this gray world is hard for them to, to figure out um, and find a mentor if you can find even if it's just that one person that makes you comfortable or, or a friend or somebody who you can just sit and be silent with and there's no judgment there's you know wherever that comfort space is um, and healthy comfort spaces um, because sometimes we can find what we think are comfortable spaces that are, that are toxic for us and they create horrible habits um, so find healthy comfort spaces um, but yeah I'm, I'm going to leave it there
0: thank you so much um, No, that, that, that's powerful um, lastly where can we how can we connect with you on social media um, how can your community support you support Taji Mag um, you know drop some information drop some links tell us where to support you at
1: um, we're on all social media at Taji Magazine um, I personally check all the DMs so feel free to hit me up um, feel free to tag us in you know, your pictures we reshare them in our stories um. Uh, our website is podmag.com, so you know, make sure you go there, check out all the, the amazing articles and information, um, and imagery as well. You know, and sometimes uh, when people post things that don't make it into the magazine, we'll post it on the website too. So sometimes submissions end up, you know, on our website. Um, but yeah, we're we're out here. We're accessible. we that's another thing that's important to me. I don't like when people like have this old. I'm so, you know, stoosh, stoosh that you can't touch me. Like, nah, that's that. That's not community, like that's my community. we're that's we're amazing. bending at, you know, Nicholas Brooklyn most Saturdays. Like come by, give a hug, 1396 Folking Street. Um, save us up.
0: Awesome. Yo, me Marie, thank you so much. Much, much, much love, much respect, much gratitude to you for um for doing this interview. Um, and just for the energy and the light that you bring to the world, to our community. Um, as black people, um, the wider diaspora as black people, particularly here in America, particularly here in New York State, in New York City, in the five boroughs, in the hoods, in um, Queens, right? Um, Thank you yeah, all that you up. do. <laughs> Queens, stand up and all that you represent. I appreciate <laughs> you. I salute you. And um, peace. Keep going. Thank you, Thank you nice so to much the for world. having me. Thank you for having me. I truly appreciate it, bro.
1: Peace. Peace.